The Many Things Podcast. Hey, we're doing a boxing episode. Anthony Joshua got the big W at the weekend <coughs> versus yeah, a right, Robert Helenus, the big six foot nine. Was he and is an Icelander? Is he Icelandic? I'm not too sure, mate. I think so. Sounds Icelandic, doesn't he? Yeah, you certainly got that. I think the thing I like about AJ at the moment is I feel he's got, you know, the when McGregor was in like the peak of his popularity, he had that kind of a little bit of the crazy wild man to him. He had that swagger. I think AJ's starting to get a bit of this, you know. Now he's getting to the latter end of his career. He's like, you know, screw the sponsors sometimes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do me. I'm going to say what I want. I think it's because he hasn't got his world title, mate. He doesn't have to. In that sense, like I feel like he he was he had to, when when you hold them titles and in, in some sort of sense you have to obviously lead by example. But he ain't got shit at the minute, has he? No. Yeah, it could be that. Or let me, let me just list the um, number of endorsements Anthony Joshua has: Under Armour, yeah, Jaguar, StarPub, Sky Sports. Beats by Dre, AJ Elite Series, Lynx, BXR Gym, Dazone, Audemars Pinard, The Watch, Electronic Arts, and Hugo Boss. Do you think this is maybe why he's always so tight-lipped in press conferences? <laughs> yeah, I think as well, he is just kind of that kind of guy, isn't he? Like, he's got a daughter in that, isn't he, in that sense. He ain't. But then I suppose Conor McGregor's got fucking kids, I'm certain. He's just banging out the coke, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I think there is a high chance he's doing substance abuse. But back Before to back to go to a Swedish slash Finnish. Oh, he... oh Helenius is Swedish slash Finnish. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's great news. Guess. So okay, so yeah, okay. So back to AJ. This is what he had to say in the after fight press conference, which I really liked. About a certain Deontay Wilder, I can ask you that question now about Wilder. Can you say? My back. My back. Is there, is there a doctor in here? My back's fine. If your back is okay, I'm going to carry this heavyweight division to the top. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he's got jokes at times. <laughs> he's got some jokes, mate. Did you see the... a little uh, bit like that in his early days, though. Like, when he was coming up, he was, he was more out of that. It's only, like... Fingers, mate. I think it was what, a 16th or 17th fight. He knocked out, mate, for his world title. Yeah, like, he, he was holding them titles young. If you think how many fights, both professional and amateur, he took before he got a world title, it couldn't have been more than like 50. But he's Probably an Olympic less. gold medalist in three years on the first day he stepped in the boxing gym. Three years. That's, that's pretty much unheard of, right? Yeah, it's obviously easy in the heavyweight division. That shit doesn't happen in lower weight classes for damn sure. But obviously in the heavyweight division, it, um, it happens more. But yeah, I'm, I again have to fact check at some point, but I'm almost 95% certain. Within three, from the first day he stepped in a boxing gym, three years later, he's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, I think I've heard that stat. I think I've heard that stat as well, to be honest. That does sound about right. So why is it the uh, heavyweights this can happen with, but not the others? Just because of the, the power and the knockout role plays? Because, like, in, in all fairness, they would all knock me the fuck out. But, like, the, you don't have to be a gifted, talented boxer to knock people the fuck out. Like, look at Wilder. Like, he, he is a very talented puncher, but he isn't a very talented boxer. And he did well in the amateurs just because of his power. 
And if you have natural power, you're going to land at least one punch at some point throughout the rounds. So mm-hmm. it's like easier to progress because nine times out of ten in a heavyweight fight, someone's getting hurt. So the boxing ability isn't there as much as where you say you go into like lightweights. It's like not and you're not getting hurt. You're very unlikely unless you're Javante Davis or you're fighting Javante Davis. You're not really going to get hurt. Like you then have to rely on your boxing ability and your skill set to outsmart your opponent. When the heavyweights, let's be honest, if whoever lands the fucking biggest punch first wins the fight. Yeah, so it's just the size. If you've got these sort of they're slower, everything five everything sixty kilo, if you're sixty kilo guys in the lightweight. Yeah, you're far less likely, and you do see far less knockouts. It's true. Unless you tank, I don't think it. I think he's only not knocked his two of his opponents out. Javante Davis. Hmm. He's, he's not going one out part two, I think, or three. Yeah. Hasn't he? Didn't he? He was on house arrest. Would you know the crime he did to get didn't house he arrest? His girlfriend or something. Pardon? Didn't he beat up his girlfriend? <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, that's a bit savage, isn't it? <laughs> I think I think he beat up his mate. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, what was you gonna say? I was gonna say I didn't know the crime that he got put on house arrest for. But what I did know was that he breached his house arrest because he moved to a different house. And his argument in court was, all of my security can't fit in this other house. is too small. Fair. Fair argument. But look at, um, look at this photo from AJ. He posted the day after the win. Can you see that? The one on yeah, his Yeah, dogs and that. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. And he's playing like this mafia music in the background. Yeah, he's always been into like Tupac and Biggie and that, AJ. Yeah. Well, he had... AJ's good for boxing. Whether he's as good as he used to be is a different story. And whether he's peaked and he's on a decline now and he's just trying to do a bit of a Klitschko vibe, which he very, very well might do. And he could definitely become if Derek James works a bit more magic with him. He definitely could win all of these fights in the future and he could be seen as what Klitschko did. And he ain't the same fighter as he used to be, and I think we all need to accept that. But we don't need to discriminate him for not being the same fighter he used to be, and let him box however the fuck he wants to box. And if he wants to take a couple of rounds to figure out an opponent, then knock the motherfucker out. He's allowed to. He ain't that same dog that he used to be. No. Everyone wants him to be that same dog. He ain't. Like he's he's a matured man. He fights different. His whole boxing approach to boxing is different. He jabs. He sets everything up. He doesn't just land the right hand and throw 30 punches and then gas himself out anymore. And everyone wants to see that. Everyone wants to see that. And I just don't think everyone can quite get their head around that he's matured as a fighter. And you ain't going to see that anymore. But I think we need to be grateful that he's still fighting, for sure. Because I love yeah. him. He's 29, 30. Could be older, 31. He's younger he's than 30. that. He's like 30. He's 33, mate. 33? Yeah. He's, he's very old. He's getting towards the twilight years of his career. But back to the point you're making, I mean, I do agree. He's still, you know, he's still an amazing fighter. But I thought, so in the um, Hellenius fight at the weekend, I thought it was very harsh how in the third round, sure, the first two rounds were quiet, but in the third round, the entire crowd were booing the fight. Not just him, but both fighters. Both fighters weren't throwing a lot of shots, but... Yeah, and on that point with AJ being the uh, different fighter, I thought it was very harsh how the crowd were booing 
uh, him and Hellenius after just in the third round. Sure, the first two rounds were quiet, but when you've got a, a last-minute change of opponent just five days away from the uh, from the fight, when Dillian White failed his drugs test and had to drop out, like you, you've been training for an entirely different opponent, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was harsh. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in the crowd's head. I think, like you say, there's like you pretty much said what I touched on. Everyone wants him just to throw massive combos and knock people out but look he ain't gonna do that anymore i don't know how many more times he has to show us that ain't how he fights anymore and look he threw he threw punches with intent when he threw that right hand and when he did that slip left hook that was thrown with intent with force and viciousness but that's enough to knock someone out. We don't need... Look, he's obviously a big bloke as well. And he, he's obviously learned from his past experiences that he's only got one shot to try and finish a bloke when he does. Otherwise, he's screwed. So he's, 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 he's trying to make himself more cautious. He's trying to be a better boxer. He's older. He's taking his time with his opponents. And like you said, he's probably a little bit scared because what happened with Andy Ruiz. Like this, there was lots of components into that fight. Like for the crowd to boo them, it's pretty savage. Yeah, very harsh. But I think the crowd booing like that is just a classic example of British society <laughs> and how the same people you see on a Saturday night, you know, seven pints in, are not the same person you see during the week in the supermarket. They are the same person, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Only, it would only take one person to boo, and everyone would follow as well. Yeah, exactly. You can start these things. And also, it's like, let's be honest, you're going to see a heavyweight boxing match on a Saturday night in London, the O2 Arena. It's modern day gladiator fighting. Yeah. We want to see we want to see knockouts. You know, we want to see not blood, but maybe people do want to see blood. You know, yeah. well, you, everyone got a knockout. Everyone got a nasty knockout. Probably one of the highlight knockouts of the year so far. Like, what, the the AJ one? Yeah, it was, it was a nice right hand. It was a nice setup right hand. Right? Yeah, for nice sure. It was, it was a great it, knockout. It knocked me out cold. Mm-hmm. He did what he had to after. He he went and seen his dad. He went and tried to look for all the people that doubted him. He took a sip of fucking proper twisted or whatever I, it is. Irish Forge Stout, I think yeah. it's called. Connor's Beer, if you're listening, you want to jump on the podcast with the sponsor, mate? Yeah. <laughs> We get up to 200 listeners on a good day, so <laughs> fill your boots, mate. But also have some of that proper strout. Yeah. So what yeah, do you think? Like he did, he, he yeah. looked good, I think, personally. You think, like, I think? I think I think he beats Wilder. And you know what? I think, right, he could beat Tyson. I think I'm being a bit optimistic with the beat Tyson. But I think he can beat Tyson. And I think if he beats Wilder... Andy beats Tyson, I'm pretty certain he'll beat Usyk in the third fight. But what realistically not blowing up AJ's ass with smoke is going to happen? He put, I hope, I'm pretty sure he beat Wilder. It's whoever lands first, though, it's 50-50 fight. And I wouldn't bet money on any of that. Like the Wilder thing, like that, that, that shit could... Today's episode is brought to you by UX Torches, providers of small, high-efficiency military-grade aluminium waterproof torches. They're long distance and perfect for outdoor activities such as camping and hiking. Or if like me, you just need it to take your bins out at nighttime. Whatever your need, 
get yours at www.uxtorches.com. That's www.theletteru.theletterxtorches.com. You can lose money just as fast as you do can. You think that, do you think that? Do you think that Joshua, the way he got into range to land that knockout with Hellenius, you know, have to get your feet kind of pretty close to him. Do you think he's going to be willing to do that against Wilder? I mean, he'll know he'll have to, but is he going to be, is he going to, like, psychologically? You can train for that all you want, but when you're in there against, like, one of the hardest hitters, probably the hardest hitter in boxing history, it's going to be in the back of your mind. I think he, if he listens to Derek James, he will. And he did listen to Derek James in his last fight against Lillard. And I think in his head, he'll probably go into the fight thinking, fuck how I feel. Whatever Derek James tells me in the corner is what I do in the round. And that'll win me the fight. He just got so much confidence from that fight from Derek James. Because in the post fight uh, press conference, he was saying, he said, you, Derek James said to him, you've got to commit with the right hand. And AJ said back to him, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's going to land. It doesn't feel like it's going to land. He said, step into it and commit with the right hand and it will land. And then the next round, he committed fully, took that step in and he knocked him out. Yeah. Like, I remember the confidence that builds in your coach. Yeah, he won in that fight. Derek James literally picked the punch and won in the fight. That's so true. That's so true. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that because the thing I love about boxing is when the boxers are sat in the corners, recovering, taking advice from the trainers between rounds. The uh, camera crews have the microphone right over them, so you can hear everything the trainer and the boxer are yeah. saying. It's so cool. It's one of the best like my, ways the sport stays engaging. My first boxing fight. I shit you not, I didn't do any of the fighting. I my coach would shout a combination to throw or what to throw and I would throw it. My honestly, my first fight I used zero boxing IQ in that fight. I did everything my coach said to do and I think I took three punches in the whole fight. And I just landed everything. Everything he said to do I did and I won the fight convincingly. Really? I had, I had complete confidence in my coach. So I just knew if I did what he said I'd win. But I, did, I, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even thinking. He would be like, number one, and I'll just throw him a number one, which is a jab right hand, left hook right hand. I'll just throw it. As soon as he said it, mm, well, that's like, double jab, I'd do it. That's mm-hmm. it. I didn't think, and I'd get back to the corner, and he'd be like, mate, just keep listening. That was it. Yeah. Well, on that point, on that point, there is a, obviously a lot of sports, you have the player and the coach, but the trainer. Mm-hmm. But the relationship with the, the boxer and his trainer is almost unique by maybe UFC in the way that, you know, you are literally risking your life and you have to have complete total trust in this person that's telling you what to do. I mean, if yeah. you don't trust him or you don't quite do what he, he, he asks you to, you know, there's a high chance you get knocked out or seriously injured. And when you're exhausted, you it must, I mean, I've never felt this feeling, but I did do cross country once when I was like 12 and I could taste <laughs> blood and it was really different. different. Level, I right? imagine it's like that, but a bit worse when you're getting into yeah. the later rounds and, you have to have that trust with the trainer, which is why I always think it's a bit weird sometimes when as soon like how often when boxers lose a fight do they switch trainers? So mm. often. Yeah, definitely. It feel you it's it's tough. I remember when I lost my first fight and I didn't feel the whole day I didn't feel good. I was sick on the day anyway, and I had a new approach to my boxing, I thought, because it, it used to stress me out too much the whole week before. I'd be like walking around my house just thinking about knocking this guy the fuck out. He'd be like a vivid image in my head and it would be horrible and the whole week would be ruined. So I didn't think about this geezer I was fighting until the day of the fight 
And then the day of the fight, I was like, yeah, I'm going to switch on. I couldn't switch on and it made me feel ill. I was like, shit, what am I doing? And like, I felt like that and I was sick and I ate and I, I fucked up the weight. I ate loads because I just hadn't ate for like 30 hours. Or to make weight. Yeah, in the morning. So I'd make weight in the morning. So after I was just fucking smashing like whatever the fuck I could get my hands on. And I was sick. And then it was like two hours before I was fighting. I was like, oh, fuck this. Like, what am I doing? Did not feel good. And I needed, in, in, in myself, I needed that whole week of build up, even though I didn't like the week of build up. I needed that week of build up. But I remember I went out and my first round, I within 30 seconds, I was just dead. I had no energy. Could barely hold my hands up. I won the first round. I don't know. I don't understand it. But I was, I was like, I, I wasn't out of breath. I just didn't have any strength. It was horrible, and I couldn't hold my hands up. And I was just like, I won the first round. The second round, I just kept getting caught with right hands. I was like, well, this is shit. Was there a point when you knew things weren't going well? And then yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember, I remember seeing a right hand come to me. So I, I, the first round, I was like. I knew I'd won it, and I knew it was close, but I knew I'd won it. I was the home fighter as well. And the second round, I remember seeing a right hand coming to me, almost in like slow-mo, and I was just, didn't move. I was like, that's weird. Like, it almost <laughs> felt weird. Like, it, it did feel weird. Like, I was like, what, what am I doing? And then I remember, I remember like rushing a shot, trying to rush a double jab to get a shot in, and I got clipped again. I was like, then that, like, I, I felt, I, I didn't feel hurt, but I felt I felt I felt out of place in the ring. It made me feel out of place in the ring, and nothing really went well. And all like, and I, my hands were so tired. And you know what? Also, I did the first time ever. I changed my gloves. I bought a different pair of gloves, and I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not made this in the back of my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But talk about sportsmen's excuses. These are a lot of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get you. I'm sure you weren't feeling that great. But do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Logan Paul lost to KSI and he does these post fight interviews. And he goes, I wake up this morning, the first thing I feel, a chew, a chew. It's like, right, mate, you've got a cold. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, I didn't feel good anyway. But yeah, the mate, he was big as well. Like, he, was, he, was, he was wham. And to be honest, when I walked out and I seen him and he was in this like um, black hoodie, I was feeling like a 13-year-old girl like, walking out, mate, all like dehydrated. And I was like, well, this is... And I seen him, he looked massive. He did muscular. look good. Mm. I was like, shit. How like, much... This is going to be tough. <laughs> do you have a uh, walkout song? Uh, yeah, I do. I walk out to Meek Mill intro. No, you don't. You legend. I I do, yeah. That's a that's a solid that's a solid walkout song. Not anymore, though, mate. Fuck that. I ain't I ain't I ain't walking out to that. It made me lose. <laughs> For my sins. I just tried. If I went on my phone, I'd I'd shoot up a video of the walk. I got a video of the walkout. I'm pretty sure. No, like the that the whole the it, it I've never felt like that in a fight. The worst thing is I've never felt like that in a fight. I the the, the most horrible thing I remember my coach coming back is like you've lost the second round. You you 
need to win the third round. How, right. how many rounds were you fighting in total? Three, three. And I was just sorry. You only fight three needed... rounds. Yeah, three is enough, bro. Trust. Three hey. <laughs> what? I thought you used. To, I thought you used to fight twelve. No, uh, no, threes, threes or fours, four twos or three threes. Then how long? How many? How long are the rounds? Four twos or three threes or three twos. It all depends on the show. But amateurs do three threes, like all four twos, like the amateurs. Some amateur championships are four twos. Some amateurs are three threes. And some white collars are four twos. Some white collars are four threes. Some were, I'm going to have a six round with this mate in Bristol, but it all fell through. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, okay. It's so, a white it doesn't matter. But like three three rounds is that that mate, you can you can be fit, yeah, and you can still you'll still be you'll still go out to that third round feeling dead. Yeah. It's tough, it's tough. I remember anyway, I remember in the third round, I remember knowing I'd lost a fight and I said the worst it's literally the worst feeling ever when you know you've lost a fight. Yeah, I mean, you get quite a crowd. Was there like 300 people watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I had the tickets were 75 pound each, so it's hard to sell the tickets. I think I had like 45 people. Why? Yeah, why are the tickets so expensive? You get like a meal with it. It's like a black tie event. I mean, still, 75 is a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. Man. Any yeah. anyway, moving on, moving on a little bit. Actually, before we move on, we're going to take a quick break because we need to read out an advertisement. Um, I would like to talk about now we discussed it the other day, Harry. The Tyson Fury glove scandal with Don, Deontay Wilder. I actually, when I first seen it, I was like, there's no way Tyson could have cheated. But actually, I actually genuinely think he did. Yeah, I mean... It, let like, let me I, pull up I, the uh, gloves. Let, I, wait, wait, stop. Let me pull I, up the gloves. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Loads of people in the face, mate, with gloves on. My gloves don't look like that. I know he slaps with his punches, but, like, it, you can literally see his knuckle. This is, this is one of the weirdest ones, right? Yeah. You can see his knuckle clear as day at the bottom. For people that are only watching this... It's like his wrist and his left hand is going to throw like a hook. And his lift, his wrist and his left hand, it looks like it's almost broken the way the gloves angled back away from his body as he's hitting Wilder. Now, Wilder came out telling the public that Fury cheated. There was, he, he, there was foul play with Fury's gloves. And at the time, everyone dismissed Wilder as being a crazy person. And then months later... These photos just kind of started appearing online. Or maybe it was just immediately after. We just didn't notice for months. But anyway, these photos appeared online. And it does look like there's something going on with his gloves in the uh, the Fury Wilder second fight. The thing is, it's too long ago now for ever to be like rediscussed. But in my head, look, the thing is, Fury has a weird style and he slaps anyway. He like he 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 pavers, so he kind of he like goes like that almost. Yeah, and he does do that, and he just does it to distract the matey's face, or you throw like a couple of flints, and he he'll like almost slap his wrist, just almost like a cat pawing you. Yeah. But it, it's all just a massive disguise. Yeah. It's to make it's to make it's to make you think something's coming that side, so you change your guard. Meanwhile, he comes with a right or something. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's it's all it's all it's all a big fucking trickery, basically. Mm-hmm. Of, 
but how that is seen, and, and you know what threw me off as well? There was a, there was a, straight after the fight, he rang his dad and he said, did they, did it look like it on TV? Do you think they noticed it? He said, I, try and get the um, interview. Button. He, he basically, look, it could mean, so I'm not saying it means that did it look like I've cheated. He could be saying, he could be saying, how did it look on TV? Did it look like I beat him up? He could just genuinely be asking what, what his performance looked like on TV. But it did sound a bit like weird. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up now. One sec. All right. I think I might have found it. Hang on. Ready? No, oh, mate, we can't find I can't find it. But I'm pretty sure. I can't, I can't remember I've seen it. I don't know I've seen I it. I remember. Hang on. Let's see. Oh, here we go. The best fight I've ever seen in my whole entire life. That was too strong for him, Dad. That was 40 pounds heavier than him. But a masterclass. Yeah, people think you must be doing this highway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, if we go for about half an hour, I think we. I think what we do have for twenty minutes is actually quite good, though. Did you listen to the last one? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think you know what I was listening to it on the way to work, and I was listening to a break, and I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jake Paul Diaz. What do I think of Jake Paul? Jake Paul looked the same. He hadn't improved. If I'm brutally honest, Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz, mate. He's just he's shit at boxing. He's alright, but he's not he's, he's not that good. Jake Paul literally looked the exact same fight. He fell in with his punches. He overcommitted. He overstepped. His front foot was slow. Like I'm not saying he's going to be an amazing boxer, and obviously he's come a long way. But since his Tommy Fury fight here, it looked like he had learnt nothing. Well, the thing not is, harsh, though, not being harsh to him, and he's good. No. I like Jake Paul. I think he jokes. I do think he's a joke guy. I think Logan's a bit of a bellend, but I do think jokes, Jake is a jokes guy. And I think he's good, but I just don't think he's improved as much as he was before. I think he's hit a bit of a wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, Diaz was fighting. Diaz usually fights at like, what, 155? Jake Paul's yeah. 180. So he's fighting 50, a guy that's basically naturally kind of 15 kilos heavier, which yeah, is a huge difference in fighting. And Nate Diaz is also 38 years old. So he's getting kind of old as well. And as you he's said, he's a trained boxer. Strong. But I think the problem with Jake is that his feet just aren't that quick. And you, you no, can't you, get you quick admit, feet like that from boxing unless you've been doing it for like 10 years, you know. You, know, you either have it or don't, mate. It's, you, can't, you, you can improve on it, but you, you're either quick or you're not. You're either quick or you're slow. There's no like, you, you can get better. You, if you're not a quick fighter, you're not going to become a quick fighter. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm all of a sudden going to be a fast in and out fighter. Like you, you, you either have them muscle fibers or you don't. Like you, you can either dance and you can either spring in and out, or you have heavy feet. Like it, it, it's, it's all like your genetic build up. And just Jake doesn't have that, but Jake could have done things to make it better. Like he could not, he, he could have, he could have not overcommitted his punches. Like he, he would throw his like right hand, left hook, and he'd lean his head in, and like he would almost lean into the, lean into the guy. Like that only takes like one slip or one step back uppercut. Like especially he said he wants to be like world level. He, he he could have done he could have learned much more things in his camp, but I don't think he had learned. Yeah, 
Well, there Paul you are, Jake Paul, Paul if you're listening. Get Fraser but... training you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to beat Canelo? Him, you know, I would borrow him. I know what you mean. That like, and Nate, the way he leans over, uh, Nate landed a lot of uppercuts in the middle, middle and later. Yeah, round. yeah. It, you, you know what I mean by Jake over committing with his head down. He's yeah. Not looking at his opponent, you keep your head up, but you only put your head down when you're hurt, mate. I'm not gonna lie to you, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. When do you see Canelo do that? Yeah, and never. When you see but... Canelo put his head down and overcommit, even yeah, when never. he overcommits with his left hooks. He's straight back out or his guard's high. Did you watch the uh, boxing documentary with Jake Paul? I oh, on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. It, like, it's all right, to be honest. It, it's well made. Like, the, the cinema graphics, uh, the cinematography, sorry, is pretty good. But there's not, there's not loads in it. There's not loads of crazy behind the scenes. They could have made it. If they made it a bit more X-rated, like an 18 or a 15 rated... It could have been way, way cooler, basically. Um, yeah. And it's just Jake Paul saying a lot of, uh, you know, meaningful things, insightful things that he clearly had written for him. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it's well put together, though. It is well put together. No, I, I, ain't, I ain't dissing on Jake's. I think he's, I think he jokes, mate. I really do. And I think Dillian Dennis, mate, is a fucking jokes guy. Yeah, Dillian Dennis. So for people that don't know, he is a world champion jiu-jitsu fighter and he kind of rose to fame because he's trained with Conor McGregor a lot back like five, six years ago, back in like sort of 2017. He was training a lot with McGregor and then he was Bellator champion, right? Yeah. And at the minute, he is meant to be fighting Logan Paul and he is a lot of people are saying he's crossing the line a lot of people are saying he's crossing the line with his twitter post there's no doubt he's crossing the line but it's just fucking funny you've got the balls to do it like he doesn't care yeah he doesn't care (laughs) he's cropping photos of him and with logan's missus his miss logan's missus kissing him on the cheeks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean for me i think this is the worst one Can you see that? <laughs> oh, mate, it's jokes. And it's where it's like, it's uh, the one of the best ones. It's like, uh, when, when you go, at least, at least your future wife or baby mama won't just leave for when whoever gets the most ball time. And then he just printed a load of photos of her, his Logan's missus just kissing all of the football he's been with when they were famous. <laughs> Savage. Yeah, I don't, I, to be honest, do you know what? I'll be honest, I don't actually agree with it. As much as I do find it funny, I don't agree with it. I think you're going after a fighter's wife, if they're like a family man, which he's not a family man, Logan, but still, he's a fiancé. I just think it's just, it's so disrespectful. I think it is a bit of a line. Like, yeah, so this one, one of the, the ones guy. he's posted, but there's no doubt it's working and drawing attention for the fight. One well, of the ones he's posted me. has got 6.4 million views on Twitter. It's, it's so funny, but like, mate, you are talking about the guy that laughed at someone being hung in a forest. Did he, did Logan Paul, so you're talking about the Japanese forest when Logan Paul came across someone who had committed suicide. And he was laughing in the camera. Like, there's no, no, no doubt about it. He found it funny. And he still he was, vlog. He would, he, I didn't know, I knew about the controversy. I didn't know he laughed in the video. 
He he was like he was so he was holding the thing like that, yeah, and the mate he was hung hanging from the tree in the back. Imagine someone hanging from the tree in the back of me and he was like but Sorry, give me two seconds. I'm just going to lock the doors because I do live on my own in a remote area in the woods. And, you know. Sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. We're back. Yes, I am slightly paranoid, but still. Yeah, Logan Paul definitely crossed the line then. But how old was he when he did that? I'm not excusing him, but... 16, yeah, mate, was he look, like 17? The, 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 geezer, the geezer did just cross the line there. Like, look, Logan, fair enough, he's, he's doing well. He, he, shit. he did that crypto scam. Right, maybe he got fucked, but he fucked everyone out of their money. He's done many other scams. Like He isn't he isn't the best of a human being. At some point, he deserves a bit of stick. Yes, fair enough. Dylan Dennis is probably taking it too far, but... Dilly and Dennis, he, Logan's decided to wipe up a hoe. Like, Dilly and Dennis just got loads of fucking firing range. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Another thing like, another thing about Logan come, Paul, which is quite annoying, another thing about Logan Paul, which is quite annoying, is that he always has a bottle of Prime in his hand. We get it. It's your, <laughs> you and your boy KSI, it's your drink. It's one of the fastest, gro- I think it's the fastest growing drink in drinks history. But, like, relax with the drink you know you can go he's never anywhere without it he tries so hard with that prime drink sure it's going to make you a billionaire but i think he's not far off. i think like january was you said like one january did like 140 million in january in sales that's incredible yeah he said like last the year the year before he had done 200 million in sales and then it was February, and he said in January I'd already done 140 million. But what, let's be honest, in one KSI. month, yeah, so I'm crazy like that, mate. Yeah, let's have a look. Well, I suppose it's not that dissimilar for Conor McGregor with his proper 12 Irish whiskey. Shout out, Conor, if you're listening, if you want to sponsor the show. Um, so he it says here, the UFC's biggest draw, Conor McGregor and his business partners, sold their majority stake in the Irish whiskey brand, Proper 12, to Proximo Spirits, raking in $600 million. Fucking hell. No wonder Conor's got the, uh, the, the Lamborghini yacht. I mean, so yeah. we are... We are jumping around topics a little bit here, but I think he it, I think he had done forty five million in January in one month. Really? Yeah. Not quite the hundred and twenty you first said, is it? Oh, it was one hundred and forty. I said I got I missed up a fucking zero. Okay. Apologies for the uh, constant that's, swearing that's, from my guest today. I mate, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, so, so going back to going back to McGregor. This is one of my favorite videos on the internet from 2023. And I, I, I suspect it's one of yours as well. <laughs> I mean, so for the people just listening, it's McGregor driving his Lamborghini uh, yacht, listening to Dr. Dre, just rapping along to it, just loving life. And it's just good energy. The video is just good energy, isn't it? Yeah, he's just jokes. I do. I look, everyone's saying like the the old Connor is better. I think this Connor's jokes fucking me. 
Sure, he's done, you know, he's done a bit of the uh, Colombian uh, vitamins, you know, but he's having yeah. fun, man. Yeah, look, he's, he's got a lot of money. So he's back in December, isn't he? Yeah, he's back fighting Michael Chandler in December. There's, there's talks he's going to fight at 185. Yeah, he can't make, what is it, 160? He can't make that. 155, isn't it? Yeah, he can't make that. No, I don't think he can make that high. man's been on the growth hormone ever since his leg snapped, so... <laughs> he ain't making 155, mate. His bone density's gone up by four. Chanda looks enormous, though. Obviously, I know that's not everything scary, fighting, bro. But... He just, he's, he's aggressive as shit. What, Chanda? Yeah, yeah. He, he's a proper baller and he like proper work rate fire. Warriors. So, yeah, you, you know for sure you, you could be better than him, but you're still going to be in for a tough night. Yeah, you know he's gonna bring the war. He's gonna bring yeah, the fire. He's gonna be a bit. He's gonna, be a bit. gonna have to land some damage. He's one of those guys, the way that he, he damage, will take damage. He will take damage to land his punch. He'll happily take a punch. Yeah, and it, you just know it's gonna be tough. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, Dad. Yeah, so, so yeah, hopefully the McGregor fight should be good. Um, I tell you what, it's getting late. Should we should we wrap it up? Should we bring the the pod to an end? Yeah, we'll we'll do another one after that. Um, you sick Dubai, Dubai is fine. Yeah, well, looking forward to it. All right, we'll just like Sunday, so ladies, jelly babies. Thanks, Fraser. See you later, mate. The Many Things Podcast.